Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Put Me For Podcast, episode 63, triumphantly marching our way down to the illustrious number 69. I am your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez, joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host. To my right, we have the 10th wonder of the world, Dicklish himself, Richard Garcia. Right, left, center, in between, it does not matter, Dicklish is in the house. Yeah, it's going to be a great show. Uh, Two-man power trip this week. It's all right. I'm the Triple H of the show with my Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, hell yeah. It's time to play the game. Game on. (laughs) Uh, That was a horrible Triple H impersonation, by the way. I mean, it wasn't top tier. It was it was a, it was an impersonation. It was lower mid card. It was lower card. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say you're a main eventer, but you're definitely a main eventer. I like the way you think. I like the way you think, buddy. Uh, welcome, guys, to another episode. We are back in the house. Uh, Two man power trip. Like I said, uh, let's just get the show going. Let's get into our sponsors. I want to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Lapelia.com. If you're ever in the market for some wrestling goodies, merchandise, pins, collectibles, look no further. You're gonna go to Lapelia.com. Use our promo code put me over and intern. That website will put you over and you'll get twenty percent off of your entire order. Make sure you go to lapelia.com. A lot of cool stuff, a lot of good stuff going on. Um, they actually just released a shirt. It's uh I don't know if I don't know if it's too inside baseball, but uh, Cardi B uh, said on an Instagram video that Eddie Guerrero was his, was her favorite rap. Oh like, yes, I saw that. Her favorite wrestler. So they made a, a Cardi B eddie guerrero mashup t-shirt so definitely go to lapelia.com check that I, out i saw that and it's really dope dude it makes me want to buy it now i mean it's 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 really the two worlds colliding uh into a great masterpiece when worlds collide yes and also make sure you go to our website make sure you go to putmeover.com for all of your put me over merchandise we got hats we got totes we got phone cases. We got anything your little heart might desire. And if it doesn't exist, we will make it for you. Um, you, can, you can use our promo code PLAT. You can use our promo code FLACID, not PLACID. That's a lake. It is Lake Placid. Uh, make sure you use our promo code FLACID for 15% off your entire order. Act now because supplies are limited. So make sure you check that out. A lot going on in the week of wrestling this week. A lot going on um, in our worlds. Um, I was actually at SmackDown this week, SmackDown Live, coming to you live from uh, Ontario, California. That's where I was at on Tuesday. Oh, wow. And you got a first-hand look at the show. Yep. Uh, we actually, well, I'll get into it a little bit later, but we actually ran into Heavy Machinery after the show. So that was really cool to get a pick of that. If you're not following us on Instagram, that picture is posted there. Go to a Put Me Over Podcast on Instagram. And you can uh, like that picture. Maybe give us a follow. Help help us spread the word, guys. Spread the gospel. Spread Ooh. the news. Speaking of news, let's get into some news. Let's get into some dicks. Dirty news. What? Take it away, Dick. Dude, I like that segue, by the way. That was a perfect segue. Uh, thank you. 10 out of 10, baby. Well, uh, we do got a lot of news uh, to get into this week. Uh, unfortunately, I, I hate to uh, start the, the, the news off with on a bad foot. Um, Adrian Lionheart McCallum, uh, he's a British wrestler. He was a former British heavyweight champion. He passed away at the age of 36, uh, actually just a couple of days ago. Um, really, really sad to see someone who uh, passed away so young. Um, at the time, we don't know what, his, um, what, what the cause of death is. 
but a lot of people are saying that it, it could be related to uh, to suicide. Um, oh. Hopefully that's not the case, but um, young young dude, 36 years old is still too young. To 36 go. is way too young, man. That's 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 really sad. And uh, for those of you who, who may not be familiar with him, um, he was uh, inf- he was part of uh, he was infamously known as the guy who got his neck broken uh, via Styles Clash back in 2014. He was um, that's where I know the name. That's from, where you know yeah. the name from. If, if, if you're not familiar, with, if that sounds familiar, that he was the one that took uh, the uh, wrong end of a Styles Clash and he ended up breaking his neck. Um, unfortunately, he is, was one of two people that did break their necks because of the, of the Styles Clash. The other one uh, being Yoshitatsu. Yoshi. Yeah, so uh, bad news out there. Um, you know, um, thoughts and prayers going out to uh, his family. Um, it's a really, it's a really sad time. And um, Bobby Eden, um, there was something going on with Bobby Eden. So uh, Bobby Eden, uh, he has been having heart issues for the past week or so. Um, it looks like um, it actually was reported via uh, Jim Cornette. Uh, Jim Cornette, for those who don't know, uh, he was the he was the manager of the of the Midnight Express. Bobby Eden was part of that group. Uh, he did report online uh, on via Twitter that uh, he was ha- that he, Eden was having uh, chest problems, leg problems, and um, he was ha- definitely having heart issues. And uh, it looked like he was having he uh, had his pacemaker installed uh, recently. So uh, hopefully, you know, speedy recovery out to Bobby Eden, one, one part of the great tag team of of, of the Ro- of the Midnight Express, one of the all time greats, absolutely. absolutely. Um, and he hasn't even been in the in, they're not even in the Hall of Fame, the Midnight Express. How are they not in the Hall of Fame or yet? I don't know. I mean, I, I, they, they should absolutely be in the Hall of Fame. If the Rock and Roll Express are, are WWE worthy, then their greatest robbery, the Midnight Express, yeah. has to be in there as well. So, um, hopefully, you know, it's sooner than later that we get, uh, we get uh, Bobby Eaton in there and um, Stan Lane. Um, you know, those guys absolutely were part of one of the best tag teams of the '80s. So. Um, hopefully we can get him there soon, because um, I hate to see these guys go in after after they after they pass away. They're, that's something that I don't like seeing. Yeah, that kind of takes the fun out of uh, you know, especially giving wrestlers their t- their last one last you know big moment in front of a large crowd. Right. Um, it sucks you know to have to do it posthumously, and you know the list goes on and on of people that were well deserving of that spot, and then they just wait till they die, and then they have to you know. I mean, right now we can make a list of wrestlers who should be in the Hall of Fame or who haven't been in the Hall of Fame, and you know they can no longer go up, go up on stage and present their um, their speech to everyone. Yeah. Um, so, get well soon, Bobby, and definitely uh, hoping for the best. Absolutely. And then we got the lineup for um, for for G One this year for the 29th G One Climax coming up in on July 6th. So this is where the tournament's going to start, and it's going to be. Um, it's going to be an insane lineup. I mean, I'll read you off the list, Drew. Tell me what you think. And this is just the A block. So let me go ahead and read. Let me read, let me read both blocks first. So Well, um, explain to the people, maybe not everyone watches New Japan, What what is the G1? Basically, the G1 is a round-robin tournament where there's 10 wrestlers in, in two groups, Group A and Group B. Like a World Cup kind of? It's kind of like the World Cup in a way. It's actually kind of analogous to the World Cup. Uh, basically, each group, whoever is the top, whoever is number one in their group, um, the top, the, the, the top person in group A and group B, they're gonna go to the finals, and the winner of the finals will get a contract for a title shot at um, Wrestle Kingdom um, each year. So essentially, if you think about it, it's a combination of the Royal Rumble and the King of the Ring. I was gonna say it sounds like a glorified uh, King of the Ring. 
what it used to be. What it, it, it magnified because the King of the Ring was was over a period of it was over um, one pay per view. Uh, sometimes it may stretch it out for a few weeks or so. This is over a period of a month, and they're almost wrestling every day. So it's at least 10, 10 matches or so, not including the final. Yeah, and it's all top-tier talent. And it's all, all top-tier talent. So um, and, and in the eyes of many people, like this is what everyone's looking forward to the most. And with the lineup, I cannot blame them. Um, let me just read the lineup to you guys real quick. All right, so here we are for the lineups for uh, this year's G1, and this is Block A. Uh, Kazuchika Okada, Zack Sabre Jr., Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kota Ibushi, Evil, Sonata, Balak Fale, Lance Archer, Will Ospreay, and Kenta. That's just one block. That's that's huge. That is insane for one for one block. Uh, block B is going to be uh, Tetsuya Naedo, Tomohiro Ishii, uh, Juice Robinson, Toriyano, Hiroki Goto, Jay White, Jeff Cobb, Shingo Tagaki, Taichi, and John Moxley. And John Moxley was going to wrestle in Texas, correct? Correct. Actually, no. Um, the um, the um, the G one's going to start on July six in Dallas, and it's going to be the A uh, block that's going to be participating. No, but I mean, John Moxley was announced to be wrestling in the A block, but they had to move him to the B block, correct? They had to move him to the B block because of the fact that, well, I, I guess on on Stone Cold's podcast with Tony Khan, he mentioned that uh, Moxley cannot wrestle. In the U.S., unless great podcast, by the way, go let's do check it, it out. I gotta, I gotta check it out um, soon. But um, you, you were telling me earlier about like how um, Moxley is only allowed to wrestle in the USA with AEW. Is that correct? That is very correct. Okay, so that's why they, that's why they kind of altered the the, um, the G one card around to have him just wrestle exclusively in Japan, but to bring the A block over to the U.S. Which, I, in my opinion, that's a that's a win win for everyone, dude. I mean. You you get to have Okada, Tanahashi, um, Ibushi all wrestle in the same night. That is insane. In fact, the first matchup for G one is going to be Okada versus Tanahashi. What? That's the first round. That's the first match. Holy shit! That's the first match. That's night one. That's crazy. That I mean, that's like <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a, a big time uh, wrestler like going head to head in WWE. In um, would it be like a like a John Cena versus a Roman Reigns kind of? I deal? guess I guess you could say that, but just like the, or like the rivalry. I mean, like Okada and Tanahashi, the rivalry that these two have had, the history they've had. I mean, what better way to start off the uh, G1 in the U.S. than to have two of the biggest? I mean, two of the biggest stars in New Japan, and probably. I would say, aside from Okada versus Omega, the, the greatest rivalry in New Japan within the past 10, 10 15 years. Oh, hi, Mark. Yeah, that's that's going to be crazy. They've, they've had great matches, you know, in Wrestle Kingdom. Um, so I can't wait to, to take a look and see this G1. I want to actually be able to watch all the matches because I've never been able to get through all of them because, you know, I just was kind of ignorant to New Japan for years. Uh, yeah, I mean, the and. Um, this is this is actually a great way to um, introduce a lot of new fans. Uh, they're they're gonna have it on access as well. Um, it might just be uh, kind of a little bit delayed, um, but also you can also watch it on New Japan World as well. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for G1 this year. This this seems like it's just whenever it's summertime and you ever have the itch to watch great wrestling, this is definitely what you want to watch around this time. And um, it's it's going to be on New Japan World, but you can I think they also air them on Access TV. Correct. Um, who's actually uh, just announced that they're going to be having uh, Wow Women of Wrestling and New Japan on the same night uh, coming up soon. That's going to be yeah. 
and uh, in July. Saturday, yeah. So Saturday, July sixth is really where it's going to start. I believe, or uh, Saturday, July sixth is actually where um, the G one is going to be um, premiering, and it's going to be on Access TV as well. Awesome. So that's gonna that's gonna be uh, something to look forward to. Uh, did we did we cover this last week about All Out? I don't think we did. Okay. Well, All Out sold out in about fifteen minutes, which is not surprising, but. Um, if you've listened to, or if you actually go to uh, the latest uh, Wrestling Observer, uh, it, they, they do break down like the analytics behind it and what uh, they potentially what it could have, what what the ticket sales could be. Because there was a lot of people waiting in line too. Absolutely. Um, so probably I heard it, it could have sold out sold out way faster um, had you know they didn't have the the, the line waiting kind of deal. Yeah, and I was in line for for the tickets as well, and I was. I was somewhere like I, I definitely not even close to like not even single digits. I was definitely like five or s- like I think it was like five or six thousand like in in queue. Jesus, and I'm sure that was not like the worst. I'm sure like I've there's uh, people were in there like ten like in the ten thousands or so. Um, but basically like Noah was telling me he was in number four forty thousand. Forty thousand. Yeah. Um, basically, um, the the point that uh, that that's been trying to make is that. They did an analytical study as far as what AEW and what the demand could be, and it seems like that they could have easily put on a show for over a hundred thousand fans. That's crazy, and it would have sold out. Would it have sold out in minutes? Maybe, maybe not. But to compare, um, WrestleMania this past year, the first sixty thousand tickets did sell out relatively quickly, but the show itself didn't sell out until really the last week. Yeah, I mean, I, there's tickets all over the place you can easily buy for relatively cheap. People were selling them, giving them away, basically. Right. I mean, we're not talking about like we're not talking about the secondary market. We're talking about like tickets that haven't been sold at all via um, via directly from uh, Ticketmaster or from um, or from the stadium itself, which is which gotcha. is pretty crazy because um, you would think like WrestleMania, like a huge event, it would sell out really quick, but there were still tickets going on. Yet for um, for all out, the demand was just so high that if they really wanted to do a huge stadium show, they could have sold that out in minutes as well. Yeah, and they've only announced two matches really: uh, Kenny Omega and John Moxley. I think is going to be the the main event, and Chris Jericho and Adam Page for the AEW Championship. Right. Um, they also announced that they're going to be debuting the women's championship at All Out as well. That's going to be that's going to be. Uh, Something to look forward to as well. Do you think they're going to crown the championship there, or they're just going to debut the championship? That's a good question. I don't know. I I would think they you would debut and and have a winner that night. That's um, true. I mean, and I think we were talking about, and we were definitely talking about this before we went on. And um, as far as the design goes, like and you mentioned me the other, earlier, if they're going to have like a copycat design of the AEW title itself, a la the women's title and the heavyweight title. Yeah, and I don't think they're going to do that. I think they they're learning they're learning um from WWE's mistakes. They just they're just in their wake just getting all the good good waves out Abs- of it. Absolutely. Like they 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 know that um if they do a copycat of their actual title, the fans are going to notice it right away and they may not be receptive to it. And the thing with with uh, all the titles looking the same, you gotta have to have each title should have its own identity, not just absolutely change the color of the strap. Um, each belt needs to have its own. I think that's why maybe the universal title to me is just like a knockoff world title. I mean, it is, but um, if there was if there was actually uh, a difference between the two belts, uh, the two belts other than just the fruit roll up and the world title, 
um, maybe people would be more receptive to the to the universal championship. Right, and I mean the strap. I mean the, the big difference it being the color of the strap is just it's not a clear sign. You know, it's just it's just a it's just a copy and paste version. Ultimate Warrior had a different strap for each outfit he had. Exactly. Um, so when I see a different colored strap, all I see is just you know, a di- like uh, aesthetic wise, I don't see it as something that is held to a higher regard. It's it's like the player two color version in a fighting game. You know how like we pick the same character <laughs> and it's like the uh, the the player two color? Yes. That's essentially what the um universal title is. Yeah, that's I good. mean, I understand like the you know the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championship having like different color on the belt itself because you want to differentiate between the two. And that's that's perfectly fine. But the way they have the world title and the universal title to try to say like, well the universal title is the raw belt with the raw with the red strap. But the world title is the SmackDown bill, but it has a black strap, which doesn't really make much sense. The difference is the wording. It says one says universal and one says world, but it's exactly yeah, the same. It's exactly the same belt. Um, yeah, I think the Universal Championship could benefit to make it look like a bigger deal than what it is uh, by having a totally different design. The only belts that are different are the 24-7 title and the tag belts. On the on the main roster, yeah. Yeah, NXT has different belts, obviously, because they know what they're doing down there. And uh, NXT UK as well. We we can't uh, oh yeah we can't I, ignore them I, as well. I forget about NXT UK all the time. And and honestly, like I mean, if you look at all the belts, like I mean, and I'm gonna go off topic real, but I mean, if you look at all the belts that WWE has, I think their most beautiful belt out of all of them is the UK belt. Yeah, yeah, the UK uh, UK belt looks awesome. The North American title looks awesome, and then. Obviously, the IC title is classic. I don't know why they changed it in the in the two thousands. Uh, luckily, Cody Cody Rhodes was the one that brought back right. The, he oh, was he was the one that brought it back with the white stripe. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. I don't. It doesn't need the white strap. Uh. But I'll take it. <laughs> I don't want to push WWE too much because they're like, oh, you don't like. It? We're gonna change it. We're gonna make it all look the same. Yeah. Uh, US title looks different as well, but. Who cares about the, the US, US titles? Title. Look the same. Since Although it debuted, I am excited about the stomping grounds, which we're going to get into our predictions later. I am excited for the match they announced for stomping grounds. Wait, there's a pay per view this Sunday. There is a pay per view this Sunday. Oh man, stomping grounds? What you don't you don't know about stomping grounds? I, I, I man, these 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 pay per views are just <laughs> almost blurred. They're they're all the same now, dude. It's it's just another except raw. the name though. Except it's, it's a new name though. But yeah, it's a, a god awful name at that. Absolutely. Uh, what else we got, Dick? Um, well, Nikki Bella, remember her? Oh yeah, I remember. How could I forget? Yeah, she was. Um, she did an interview on the on uh, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Kimmel, and she was discussing you know, Fallon. Or I'm sorry, Jimmy Fallon. You're right. Um, on Jimmy Fallon, and um, she was discussing her her injuries, and she did mention that she was um, and she went through a recent checkup, and that she, uh, while going through the checkup. She did find uh, out that she had a herniated disc when um, when she had her surgery recently. Not to mention she has inflammation around her. She has a cyst in her brain. Ooh. So she's had a magnitude of injuries uh, that she's racked up over the years. Essentially, uh, she announced her in-ring retirement on the show. So it looks like that Nikki Bella for, uh, won't be wrestling in the ring anymore. And, 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 it, and it sucks because the fact that she is going through uh these problems um and and i don't wish out on anyone to to have to go through that because they're going through some some health issues so um hopefully um you know she gets that taken care of and she's back you know she's you know she's she's back to uh living a normal life you know hopefully uh the best all the best goes out to her dude but that's that's that kind of sucks that she does 
have to uh, retire because of those circumstances. Yeah, I mean, that's a bummer. Um, Nikki Bella wasn't, you know, top top of my list of people that I wanted to see. Of course. Um, but uh, she definitely got a lot better in the ring, uh, especially towards the end. I thought she I thought she worked really well. I thought she did a really good job of being a heel. Uh, but at the same time, you know, no one wishes anything like that on someone. I hope I hope when she says assist on her brain, it's kind of like Daniel Bryan when they said a laceration on the brain where it's like, right. you know, it sounds awful, but it's really not as crazy as it sounds. Um, and, you know, we, we wish her nothing but the best. She, you know, she had neck injuries and stuff like that, too. The Bella Twins in 2019, we don't really need them. Um, it's not like a it's not like an active roster. It's not like a page where I'm like, oh, man, she was so young and right uh coming into her own like they had a great run and i thought they were retired already personally yeah i mean you you would have thought and um maybe just like just realizing you know what we, we've we've been on the road long enough we've been in the ring long enough it's just time to hang, hang it up um that's one thing but then to find out like she's going through these problems it, it's unfortunate yeah and, and you know they have their own empire right um on their own they have their own reality show uh, which I I heard I know well I, I don't know but I heard that this storyline uh, with her injuries is going to play into the new season of the Bellas show. What is it? Um, Total Bellas. Total Bellas. Yes. Um, and you know they have they have their own ventures, so she's going to be fine. She doesn't need to wrestle anymore. And we you know we wish her nothing but the best. Absolutely. And um, TV deals, man. I I just uh, read this uh, just right now, and it looks like that. Um, WWE has it uh, found a new home in the UK and Ireland. Remember, for the longest they were with uh, there was Sky. Yes. Okay. So that partnership is officially over, and as of January of 2020, they found a new home with uh, BT Sport. And as far as the length of the deal, uh, that hasn't been um, that hasn't been discussed as far as how long the deal is or how much it is worth. But um, if I had to speculate, it is definitely going to be worth a lot of money because these TV deals are getting insane, dude. Well, the thing is, it's not so much WWE as a product. It's the fact that uh, live sports, live sporting events are the number one demand Absolutely. from TV network. So it could have been anything. But the thing that WWE has in their favor is that they have 365 day like it's, it's never ending. Um, so they, if they can have a year-round live uh, sports program, uh, co- right now uh, companies are just eating that up. Absolutely, and uh, the partnership with Sky Sports was over a period of thirty years. You oh yeah, that? they were like, I mean, I know USA left WWE, but they, they probably went back as far back as the USA deal. Let's see, because it's 2019. Yeah, it's about. I mean, because I think the US, like when WWE first signed with USA. It was around the mid '80s or so, because that's when see prime time wrestling was around '87 or so. So yeah, around that time frame, that's when they signed with the USA. Uh, so and then they went to TNN and Spike, uh, not not Spike. Wait, yeah, they yeah, were on Spike, yeah, uh, for a couple of years, and, not, and then they came back to USA. So they were with the USA for all but five years within that time frame, um, but they but they were with Sky for 30 plus years consecutively in a row. So yeah, that's, that's that's a long time. So um, let's see how this TV deals. Let's, uh, I'm I'm intrigued to find out how much money like. They got yeah. off this deal. That's what I'm. That's what I'm wondering the most. Let's find the numbers on that. So once we get that information, we'll definitely go in and keep you guys up to date because I I am indeed curious. Anything else you want to add, Drew? Yeah. Um. Remember, Mike and Maria were you know teasing that they were going to be leaving. Oh, that's right. For the longest they were. Yeah. Um. So they uh just resigned with WWE. 
Um, they were really hammering the fact that they can't wait to leave. I, I didn't. No one blamed them because they really weren't doing anything with them. Right. Uh, but now they're they're back and they're gonna be, um, on featured on Two Hundred Five Live. How, how many times has Mike Canales wrestled during his uh, tenure? I I have no idea. I know he uh, had injuries and things like that, but I there's nothing. I don't, I I don't know anything about the guy really, other than he is uh, Mike Canellis and not Mike Bennett. Right, and I think uh, he's going to be known more so as Mike Bennett and not Canellis. I mean, Mike Canellis instead of Mike Bennett. You're right. Um, and then in, in other news, uh, speaking of contracts, uh, Scarlett Bardot of TNA Impact fame is no longer with the company. She was granted her release. Um, so we'll see what happens uh, with Killer Cross, if he's going to be going anywhere else soon. Uh, but they uh, they finally came to terms with it. And, you know, she deserves better. I think she's a great worker. Um, and Her and Cross. Both of them, yeah. I mean, they could be a modern-day Maharaja. No, a modern-day <laughs> Mike and Maria, dude. Like, they, they can take that on. Or Macho Man and, and Elizabeth, you know? Yeah, like the, like, uh, the, the up-and-coming power couple. Um, this, this story was actually very interesting because... Uh, Killer Cross, did, he did go to Impact uh, Management and he did ask for a raise. And apparently, like, they were not getting paid enough. It, it got to the point, where, like, apparently where uh, Scarlett was living with her mom. Yeah, and they told her, if you want more money, go get a second job. And apparently, like, I don't know what, what her second job was or wh- whether whether that's the case. But, I mean, how much would you have to be making to the point where, like, you have to you have to get a second job? Like, what like what's going on Um you think it's like mismanaging of funds, or you think it's like a? Because I mean, on the one hand, it, it, it's entirely possible that maybe they are living above their means, and um, that's not uncommon for um, for for people in their in their twenties and thirties. I mean, that they that they cannot live above their means. I mean, it is expensive to it is definitely expensive to live. You got to think about rent. You got to think about food. You got to think about taking care of your family. All that stuff and. Maybe other things as well. Maybe maybe they're not very good with spending their money and they're not saving their money. So there's a lot of factors to it. But I mean, you would think like you you're you're a top talent in Impact Wrestling. You're a top talent in a wrestling yeah. company that you would be able to make enough money to where you don't need to have a second job. You know, you need to go out there and be um, a wage slave. You know, you're living your dream and you're doing pretty good. But you have to go out there and get a second job just to just to compensate for. Um, whatever else that uh, the, pr- the primary job isn't covering. Yeah, and you're you're in like a major co- like promotion. It'd be like, um, I don't know, like a rock band that we like to go see. Um, and then you just run into them working in the late shift at McDonald's or something. Absolutely, yeah. Do you happen to know anything about what happened to um to what's her name uh to Dana Brooke? Did something happen to her during a house show taping? Uh, not that I heard of. Okay. Someone like I I I was on Twitter yesterday and someone mentioned something happened to Dana Brooke and I was wondering if you if you happen to know anything about it. I didn't catch anything about it. But no, I don't, I don't okay. know anything about that. Um, and Netflix news, uh, kind of a big deal. Um, you might have you ever heard of Netflix? It's like this. Uh, what is Netflix? It's this like you know small like online streaming service. Oh, uh, is it like Blockbuster? Yeah, they have you, they have like subscriptions and stuff. But anyways, uh, Netflix is a huge company. We're just joke, joking <laughs> with you guys. Um, and they are going to be teaming up with WWE uh, to make a Netflix original movie uh, that's going to be co-starring Kofi Kingston, Sheamus, The Miz, and other superstars. 
Um, it's based. It's it's a movie about an eleven year old aspiring wrestler that discovers a magical lucha mask. Sounds great. Who's going to be the uh, the kid? Is it going to be Nicholas? I mean, you would think, right? That's what I'm picturing. I'm picturing Nicholas in this film. I don't. I mean, when I heard WWE Netflix about an 11 year old aspiring wrestler, my first thought was Nicholas. Um, So that I mean, I guess I thought it was big news, but maybe it's not. I don't know. Well, I was gonna say it's gonna go straight to DVD, but it's it's gonna be on Netflix, so straight straight to Netflix. Straight to Netflix, yeah. Literally, Um, there is some other big news. Uh, Lars Sullivan is gonna be out of action for about six to nine months. Um, he has uh, a knee injury and, you know, it sucks for him. Um, Absolutely. Especially after online comments came out, his panic attack before his big of his big debut. And now this, um, I, I don't see him coming back to relevancy after he gets healed up. No, absolutely not. Um, especially with, uh, with all the stuff that, I mean, it seems like it was just roadblock after roadblock for this guy. And then only to find out that he uh, suffered, he has to go to, uh, he has to have knee surgery. Um, and it turns out, let's see, he has a torn ACL. Yeah, he's going to be out for that time frame. Um, it's not so much that he can't recover from that, um, a- like after. It's just the fact that I think with all these obstacles that have been put in his way, and just, I, I almost don't want to say it's almost like, I don't want to say he's po- like poison. But it's just getting to the point like, okay, at what point it's like, okay, after putting so much time and effort into this guy and then now this happens, it's like, do you think Vince is probably thinking in the back of his mind, okay, well, you know, this is it. Like, I, 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 there's nothing else I can do, you know. He's SOL. Yeah, we can't keep putting time and money into this guy if he's just going to be, you know, uh, a, not a, I was going to say nuisance, but I don't think mental health is a nuisance. But if he's going to no. be a liability... um to you know our pushes our start and stop pushes of him yeah and, it, and it's not like he's injury prone either it's just like bad timing just so, it's it's his bad timing number one and then just like all the things that have been happening with this guy it's like you know is it even worth the time to invest and push this guy now you know but we'll see what happens i mean um stranger things have happened within the wrestling industry i mean stranger things stranger things yep so we'll see what happens uh I mean, obviously, like I, I don't wish any any bad to him. Hopefully, you know, he does make a speedy recovery, comes back 100. percent And if he is given another opportunity, hopefully, you know, there's no more obstacles, and we'll see what he can really do. But I don't know, man. It's going to be very difficult after this. Yeah, I, I, I would think so too. I think that's it for the news. I, I don't have anything else. Um, I, I think we covered a lot, dude. There's a lot of news this week. Yeah, I think it was a good amount. But let's get into Raw and SmackDown. Um, you know. This week's shows, Raw and SmackDown, were pretty, 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 pretty good. They were an improvement over last week. That I would definitely say. Um, it pisses me off to know that they're capable of putting on great TV. Um, but apparently, word word around the block was Vince was not in town for either of these shows. So maybe that says a lot. I think that has a lot to do with it as well. I mean, it also doesn't help the fact that... Um, when they found out about the, the ticket sales for uh, the Stopping Ground pay-per-view, it was very disappointing. Buy one, get one free is what, they, uh, yes. what they're what they offering right now. That's how bad the show is not selling. That's uh, that's definitely not a good sign. And uh, they, they did everything they could this week to try to turn it around. Um, the question is, oh, was it going to be enough coming up this upcoming Sunday? We, we, we shall see. Um, but, yeah, I mean, not having Vince on the show, I mean, 
it, it was definitely more tolerable than it has been the past few weeks. I I I liked the whole show. I don't think I, I I mean we had the the main event of Dan O'Brien versus Seth Rollins like that's huge. I mean the wild card rule is basically making them super super shows now, right? Uh, but I I I had a great time watching Raw. One of the one of the standouts for me was the fatal four way for the number one contender match, uh, Braun Strowman and Ricoch Braun Strowman versus Ricochet versus The Miz versus Cesaro versus Bobby Lashley. Um, I did not see Ricochet winning this match. I thought they would maybe go with uh, Strowman um, or Cesaro for that matter. Uh, but I'm glad Ricochet got the win with the help of the Cesaro and Lashley just to screw did over Corbin. You, did you see? Um, did you see Braun just tossing Ricochet to the outside where he tossed him over the rope and over to Cesaro? Um, no, that was insane. Like. Jesus Christ! Like he just like 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 after Braun got pinned by um by Ricochet, um oh that's right he, he took his frustration he took his out frustration on out yeah. on him and he just launched Ricochet over the ropes and just landed on Cesaro dude, um that was a uh, that was insane right there that wasn't that wasn't just an insane um um spot spot right there yeah yeah um really really great match um you know the first match of the show I wish you know they'd get away from. The opening promo every week, but this was great. More of this, please. And um, and 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 Raw had a theme this week. I mean, well, they always have a theme, but it just seems like uh, Baron Corbin was trying to pick a special guest referee for his matchup with Seth this Sunday, and whoever he picked, Seth just came out and just laid waste to them. Anybody who talks to Baron Corbin, Seth Rollins is attacking with a chair. Absolutely, I I love it. Um, let me let me ask you this. Who do you think is good? Should we get into it now or should we wait till later? Uh, we can wait till later. Okay, let's wait till later then. Um, but yeah, like uh, it, that was the theme for both Raw and SmackDown. It just seems like whoever uh, was talking to Baron Corbin, whoever Baron Corbin was going to pick as his special guest referee, Seth just laid them out. Um, it started the show off with, I believe it was uh, Elias. Was that was that was it Elias? Uh, yes. Okay. It was Elias. Elias came down wearing a uh, referee shirt, and Seth just laid him out. I mean. If you're gonna give something for Elias to do, I would I would assume he'd be he would be the guest referee, but we'll find right. out. Right. Uh, one thing that I really liked on the show was AJ Styles in the back with the Good Brothers, um, and they he kind of gave him a pep talk to let them know, you know what, like you guys aren't the killers that you used to be. I feel like you guys gotten complacent, and you guys really um, are kind of just here. You're not really doing anything, and they took it to heart. They too sweeted each other, and. I hope we are on the horizon of a new Gallows and Anderson. Maybe this, I don't know. I know they're going to be gone soon, but at least have some good matches. They actually went out and had a great match with the Usos. And it's not like they're they're incapable of having great matches. It's just they're never allowed to do that. They're never uh, they're never given the, the time or the opportunity to do that. And that, that really sucks because uh, Carl Anderson, I, I've said this before, he's, he's a great, solid worker. And Luke Gallows... It, it, is a much better performer than what they even allow him to do. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can go back to their matches in Japan. They were they were killers, literally. They were, they were killers, yeah, absolutely. They were they were the dominant tag team in New Japan before they came to WWE. Yeah, so I'm hoping maybe we get uh, AJ and the Good Brothers back together um and maybe get a stable going. A reunited club? I think I think that'd be great. I'd be all for that. Um and you know, this kind of just sets it in motion as far as where the good brothers can go from here absolutely new day versus uh baron corbin owens and Sami Zayn. um what'd you think of that match um it was okay 
I, I don't care for for Corbin too much. I don't pay attention to his matches really. I, what I don't understand is why was this a an elimination match like or was it a or no, I'm sorry not an elimination but a two out of three falls match that didn't make sense because they didn't win one one fall no it was like they won two two straight and it was like in quick order um, normally if it's two out of three I mean maybe I guess it's a a curveball of sorts but it was a curveball for the sake of doing a curveball though that it yeah. made, like they didn't have to do that. They could have. They could have just had a regular straight up three out three match. Especially with Sami Zayn taking the the um, trouble in paradise off the bat and losing almost immediately. Right. Um, and if anything, it made it made him look weak. It did absolutely. Let's, let's talk. Let's talk about Seth Rollins and Daniel Bryan. At first, I was kind of disappointed because the way the match had ended, like it was it was like a quick start. It was a quick quick start, and then like uh, Rowan had got involved, which sent everyone else getting involved, and. Everyone thought like that was gonna be the end of Raw, but I'm kind of I'm glad that that's not how the show ended. Normally they would end that they way. They would have yeah. ended that way, and <laughs> that would have been uh, a disappointing way to have those two like their first uh, first match on the main roster, the first match on WWE TV, and you're gonna end it like that. I'm I'm glad they didn't go that route, and instead they restarted the match, and they actually had a very good TV match for what it was worth. And uh, Seth Rollins did win after a stomp, and. Um, you know, Baron Corbin finally got his revenge on Raw. He laid out Seth Rollins with the chair to end the show. So that just, by WWE logic, there's no way Corbin's winning this match. Right, you, <laughs> you would think, and hopefully that's the case. Um, but we'll see on Sunday. But yeah, you know what? Now, now that I look back at it, um, yeah, you're right. Raw was definitely an improvement from last week, and it was uh, an improvement over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, and I mean, it's maybe this is the turning point. Maybe this is where things get better. Um, I was actually in the house for SmackDown, and uh, oh, that's right. I thought SmackDown was great. How did you feel um, watching on TV? I, I didn't. I didn't get the TV version. I, I thought. I thought it was fine. Um, it it was it was it blacked out in a lot of sections. Actually, yeah, there there was a lot. It, it was we a actually lot. we actually uh, moved from our. We were in the the upper level, and we saw seats that weren't taken up, like on the first riser. So we just walked down and. Upgraded our own yeah, seats. that's that's one thing I noticed is like I noticed like it seemed like it was pretty empty. It looked like that there wasn't a lot of people there. It didn't feel like it, the atmosphere wasn't like it wasn't loud at all. So that's why I wanted to ask and see if yeah. it, if it was because it was it was it was an empty arena. The camera side was basically blacked out. Really, uh, the whole upper area and that state that arena is very small. Um, so the whole area was blacked out. The 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 top area and a good portion. Um, to the right of the stage uh, was very, very much tarped off. Um, but other than that, I, I thought it was a good show. But the first hour, I thought, was was strong. They kind of petered off um, in the middle there. All right. And any, hi- I mean, any highlights of uh, just in, in, of, of your experience at SmackDown? Anything you want to? Uh, Bailey's jeans were uh, How was it definite, live? Definite highlight. I mean, I wasn't I couldn't see too well. Uh, but uh, from what I could see, I was like, damn, Bailey, Bailey's jeans are the real MVP today. After the show, we went to this place called Big L's, and it's like a round one. They have bowling, and they have a bar, and arcade, all this all this cool stuff to do. And we're sitting there watching the men's uh, USA game. I turn around, Tucker Knight sitting at a table, enjoying oh, really? himself. After that, um, Otis came in, and we were like, "Dude, do we do we go up to them? Because you know, I don't want to bother them while they're right. hanging out." Um, but we walked over, and we're like, "Hey, man, great, great match! They actually had a match with the B team, 
um, surprise, surprise, Heavy Machinery won. And um, they were the nicest guys. They could have easily been like, ah, oh, you know what, we're just kind of hanging out. We don't really want to do it. But no, they got up. We asked if they could take a picture with them. And they're like, yeah, just make sure our beers aren't in the uh, aren't in the picture. And yeah, no problem. Um, so really great. I am now a big Heavy Machinery mark. I will never say another bad thing about them. I, I mean, I can't blame you after that. I mean, uh, I, I, why, how can you say anything bad about that? They, they took their time out and, and uh, just hang out with you guys. And um, that's pretty awesome, dude. Like, that's that's really cool, man. Um, I'm glad you had a fun time at SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the Shane McMahon stuff, I, I, I can kind of, I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it so much. I have been over that, dude. That's, it's, it is becoming the Shane McMahon show for both shows. And, um, I did mention last week that I hope to God that, you know, I mean, I, I see where they're going with this. They're, they're, they're setting up Shane for Roman Reigns, um, and that is going to be the end result. I just hope it isn't what I think it's going to be, and that is that um, having Shane be the WWE champion. Dude, as long as they don't go that route, then then fine. But if they have Shane as champion, then that's it. I mean, it's going to make you mad. <laughs> it's gonna make me mad, and the, it's also for the wrong reasons. Though. For the wrong reasons, and it's gonna really cheapen the WWE title as well. Yeah, um, but what better way to get it on the big dog than to uh, bless you? What better way to get the belt on the big dog than to uh, have him take it from Shane McMahon, the guy who's no one likes? And it, let's just say that if they do that, it's almost analogous to um, back in ECW when back in 2007 when Vince was ECW champion, he was parading around with the ECW belt. And wearing a do rag for whatever reason, you remember that? I do remember that. Yes. Oh God, dude. That and I just hope that uh, that we don't get Shane in a do rag, parading around with a WWE towel because that is, would be much, 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 much worse. <laughs> um, I think we're giving them ideas, dude. But yeah, don't don't give them too many ideas. I want to backtrack a little bit. They did a two out of three falls against Owens and Zayn on SmackDown, where Kofi hit the Trouble in Paradise and ended. But on Raw, it ended the same way. It was uh, it was also a quick roll up on Sami Zayn in the beginning. So really making Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn look very strong out here for two right. nights in a row. Um, and yeah, that's that's that was pretty much it. Good shows, not too much to complain about. Getting ready, getting ready for uh, the road to stopping ground. Should we should we get into stopping ground? Let's get into stopping grounds and then go home, brother. Let's do that. Uh, but first, uh, oh wait, God did someone it. knock? Come in. Who's that? Are you guys gonna do a show without me? It's oh, me, the no. Bugster dude. I'm out here. I hear you guys talking outside. I can hear everything you guys are saying. And you're saying that Raw had a great, great, great week this week. And I'm just like, yeah, brother, I completely agree. I wish I was on the show. Bugogi, what are you doing here? Oh, you know, just walking around, taking my vitamins, saying my prayers, you know, doing all that good stuff. Did you know OJ Simpson's on Twitter now? No, I didn't know that, actually. Well, let me tell you something, Jack. When I heard the juice was loose on Twitter, I had no choice but to go follow him. And you know what, dude? He is completely justified. I get why he killed his wife, dude. Um, Why, OJ? You know, when my when my wife Linda divorced me, dude, I had no choice but to, you know, just w see her banging this little 19-year-old guy. And I, I had no choice. I was like, I get it, brother. I get why you killed your wife, dude. Oh, God, dude. Oh, man. Driving my so car, sleeping in my in my house, dude. I, I, I get it, dude. I, I was ready to kill people, brother. 
So you wanted a Nicole Brown Simpson, your ex, then? Yeah. I mean, I had to. I had to protect my honor, dude. No one puts, no one buries the Hulkster, dude. Man, I don't, I don't know how to respond to that, brother. I mean, that's, uh, that is, uh, that is really, really dark. You've been thinking about this for a long time, haven't you? Let me tell you something, Jack. When I saw my wife, Linda, banging a 16-year-old kid, man, it just really boiled my balls, man. And another thing, if you know, when people are still mad at me because I said the N-word a couple times, dude, and that they just got to get over it, dude. Let me guess. You're not racist because you're following OJ on Twitter. Is that right? I'm super not racist anymore, dude. Because when you got the Hulkster following OJ on Twitter, how could I be racist if I follow one of the greatest running backs in all of NCAA history, dude? He was a Buffalo Bill, Jack. He was. He was indeed a great football player. But uh, he... And let me tell you something, dude. It's not because he was black because he was great. It's because he's so great because he's OJ Simpson, dude. That's true, but he did kill his uh, ex-wife. Allegedly. Was he found guilty, dude? He was not found guilty. Exactly. That's my point, dude. But I get if he did do it. I'm not saying he did do it, but if he did do it, I I totally get it, dude. I'd be pissed, too, if if my wife was dating this this hot waiter that he, she found in Beverly Hills, dude. Oh, man. Goldman. Pff, typical. <laughs> what does that even mean? You know what it means, dude. No, I don't. Please elaborate. My wife, Nicole, liked expensive things, Jack, and she if she could have a man made out of gold, she would, dude. Like a, a gold a gold plated dude? Like a dude entirely made out of gold or Yeah, well, I mean, I follow OJ. We've we slid into each other's DMs, dude. And let me just tell you something. She had expensive taste, man. Like how expensive, brother? Let's just say that when I think of an American hero, I think of O.J. Simpson, dude. Not only did he uh, win his court case against something that was allegedly his fault, but he not only served his time, but he's back and he's with the Hulkamaniacs, dude. So O.J. and the Hulkster, are you guys going to be a tag team now? I think I wouldn't. I couldn't think of a better tag team partner. Not Virgil, but we need oh, the O.J. Simpson stir. O.J. Simpson stir. <laughs> That's a mouthful, man. The juice is looser, dude. That's much better. I actually like that slogan right there. The Hulkster and the juice, a match made in in heaven, dude. Maybe in hell, probably in hell. But you know <laughs> what I mean. Oh, God. OJ and Hulk, man. And let me tell you something, dude. When I say brother, I really mean that. Okay, okay we, got, we got to cut you off right there, Bogogi. That's enough, man. Jesus Christ. Dude, you I know, he comes in here all the time. And he just causes a scene. He says the most ignorant, stupid shit that this podcast does not endorse. Right. Or I think that we need to state that. Uh, we need to state that. We do not condone whatever Bogogi Hogan it says. Why not? Dude? Oh, co- dude, I thought we kicked you out. Dude, get out of here. No, I'm still on the hot mic, dude. Let me just tell you something else, brother. When I had 93,000 Hulkamaniacs screaming my name at the Pontiac Silverdome, dude, I knew Hulkamania would live forever. And it doesn't matter if I say N-words or if I tag team with Hulk Hogan, tag team other people with Hulk Hogan. I I mean, tag team other people with O.J. Simpson, you know, like an Eiffel Tower kind of situation. Ooh, that's our tag team name. The Ooh, Eiffel, Eiffel Tower. Tower. <laughs> yeah. I love it, dude. What the hell are you talking about Eiffel Towering? I'm just saying, dude, me and OJ are going to be tag-teaming white bitches in no Okay, time, okay, all right, all right. This went off the air. Wow, this went off the rails so quickly. Drew, 
you have got to do something about your place, man. You cannot be having Bulgogi coming on here and spewing whatever is well, on the mic. Let me mind. tell you oh, something, dude. Dickster. Didn't we kick you out, dude? Get out of here. I'm still on the hot mic, dude. dude. Get out. I'm gonna cut your mic off right Stop now. Stop yelling at me and let me get my thoughts across because it's funny, dude. Oh God, damn. can't even think without you yelling at me. God damn. Anyway, I just want to say, all my little Hulkamaniacs out there, I have a stockpile of meatballers sitting in a storage closet. You know, I try to buy the the Foreman. They want to be to be George Foreman Grill. It's supposed to be the Hulk Hogan Grill, but I I I I've bungled that one. Typical Hulk, sir. I know, but I actually made a meatballer, dude. And if you want the greatest. All-American meatballs. Look no further than the All-American Hulk Hogan meatballer, dude. You're talking about the appliance, right? Yeah, it's a kitchen appliance. It makes meatballs, dude. And let me tell you something, brother. You haven't had a meatball until the Hulksters made it for you. It's only $49.99 plus shipping and handling. No cash, no no CODs on this one either, dude. Are you hawking your, your are you hawking your shit? I on the have sh- a platform. I have a platform, dude. And I'm just here to tell all my little Hulkamaniacs, ask your parents, ask your mom and dad to buy you the Hulkamania meatballer, dude. Oh my god, dude. Well, make sure you kick some of that profit over to us, dude. You know, I uh when they when they approached me with the meatballer, I said, why not something a little bit more like me? Why not a hot dogger? You know, because I got the skin of a hot dog, and it's nice and tight. Why don't I make sausages and hot dogs? You're not wrong with that logic, by the way. I'm just saying, dude, I got great ideas. Yeah, I say the N-word sometimes. We're all a little racist. Um, But I have a giant 24-inch python in between my legs, dude. Whoa, 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 whoa. TMI right there, brother. I'm just saying, no woman can resist the Hulkster and the Juicer tag-teaming together, making an... The Eiffel okay, Tower. Now, okay, now I know why you guys call it the Eiffel Tower. Okay. Because we got giant dicks. All right, we get it. We get it. We get it. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, you know what? That's enough from the Hulkster. I think he said The Bulldogster, you're done. He's done, dude. Drew, we got to do something about your uh, security here at this place, man, because we just can't have people walking in here and stealing your mic, dude. I think he makes the show interesting. He does. I mean, I'll I'll say this though. It, it, he does make the show more interesting, but I'm just kind of afraid he may say the wrong thing. We, we may be off the air. Oh, I mean, he definitely says the wrong things, but as long as we say we don't condone or endorse anything he says, um, I feel like we're kind of off the hook. We're, we're not legally held for that, right? No, not at oh, all. Okay, then we're then we're fine then. Uh, next week we're actually gonna have a special guest. I'm gonna announce it right now. Oh, really? Go for it. Um, you've heard of Bar Rescue, right? Yes. Uh, John Tafford. It's on the Spike. Ne- or it's on the Paramount Network. Spike. R.I.P. Uh, but it's on. He, he goes around and he and he rescues bars and stuff. He's gonna be on the show next week. I can't wait. And he's gonna be going head to head with Vincent Kennedy McMahon for a new segment. We're gonna call Raw Rescue. He's gonna try to rescue. Dude, John Taffer is a very busy man right now. First, he's rescuing bars, then marriages, mm-hmm. and now Raw. Now he's going to rescue Raw. Wow. Next week, tune in. Uh, John Taffer will be in the studio. I can't wait. Me neither. Uh, let's get into Stomping Grounds, the pay-per-view name, just because Seth Rollins has a move called The Stomp. Um, we're going to go down this card. We're going to give our predictions, and hopefully um, we get some of them right. Byron actually sent me his predictions as well. So. He did? Hey, let me ask you a question. Did yep. Bobby also send you the predictions as well? Uh, Bobby is no longer associated with the Pull Me Over podcast. Oh, man. It was fun, fun times, Bobby. He'll be a guest from now on, but he's not main roster. He's not a main eventer, but he's a main eventer. Uh, he's always a main eventer in our hearts. Making that a shirt. 
let's go down the list. We have up first. We have. Uh, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? You can go first, dude. You're the host. Okay. Uh, Alexa Bliss taking on Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, stomping Grounds this Sunday is going to be taking place in Tacoma, Washington, at the Tacoma Dome. Um, I got I got Bailey winning this. I don't think Alexa's going to win. Um, I do see some outside interference from Nikki Cross. Um, and I think that's where this story... I think after this, Bailey's going to get a storyline with someone else. Maybe returning Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks, um, but I definitely see that Nikki Cross Alexa Bliss storyline going somewhere else. I I agree with you on that. I, I, I if you look if you follow closely with Raw and SmackDown the past couple weeks, it seems like that's going to be the natural progression for Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Is that they're going to be feuding with each other after this? Um, Nikki Cross may inadvertently cost Alexa the match, and which will probably tr- which will trigger off. Where um, they're going to be rivaling after this match, the true side of Alexa, the true side of Alexa, absolutely. And and then on top of that, Bailey just won the belt uh, a few weeks ago. She uh, she did cash it in, and I, I think it's too soon to take it off of her. And and yeah. also, I don't think they're fully committed to Alexa right now, given the fact that she may not be a hundred percent. She is injury prone as well. She's yes. like the the Lars Sullivan of the women's division. Yeah, so I don't think they're they're fully in, um, committed to putting the belt back on Alexa uh, in the moment. Uh, maybe down the road when she's a hundred percent, she's ready to go. We'll see what happens. But right now, though, I think I'm going to go with Bailey. All right. Um, up next, we have Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. The f- this should be the main event in Vince's eyes, right? You would think would be the main event, but it's uh, such good shit. <laughs> oh, Vince. Um, you know. I think the I'm gonna say they're gonna like this whole rivalry between Roman and Shane. It's gonna continue, and I think it's gonna lead to a Drew McIntyre win, um, which is gonna uh, still gonna keep the uh, still keep the rivalry with Shane going. At first, I thought it was gonna be like this, like Drew and Roman being the, the main rivalry now, but um, now we see Drew playing second fiddle to Shane. It's a shame. It, it's which is a shame. Absolutely, I see what you did right there. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I see I see this whole thing going on, and Drew's gonna pick up the win. So I'm gonna go with Drew on this one. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm actually gonna go opposite of you. Really? Uh, I'm gonna go Roman Reigns on this one. He's lost how many matches in a row leading up to this? Um, and I think they gotta they gotta do something sooner or later. Well, I mean, to be fair, he did lose against Shane in uh, Saudi Arabia. I mean, at um no in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, you're uh, right. right. It is Saudi Arabia. I forgot that he doesn't acknowledge it. Oops. Who gives a shit? This Who gives is our a shit? Show. This is our show. Exactly. All right. So, yeah, I'm going to go Roman Reigns on this one just because um, this is basically this is uh, this is Roman Reigns taking on Goro before he goes against Shang Tsung, if that makes any sense. It makes perfect sense. Uh, I got to defeat one to get to the next one. Up next, we have Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. And... You know what? Um, Lacey Evans uh, or Becky Lynch was standing tall at the end of Raw, uh, which, you know, I would think uh, Lacey Evans is going to win the title. But they can't do that to Becky. Um, I I think uh, it'd be too much too soon. And I think Becky is going to hang on to that title. Yeah, absolutely. I don't have any faith in Lacey Evans. Uh, She's still too new to even be champion, uh, let alone be on the main roster. 
And I think right now, um, it's time. It's actually time to move on. Uh, it's time to move on between this feud. Yes. Uh, let, let's let's get um let's get let's get Lacey out of the way. You mentioned um earlier that um Bailey's next opponent should be Sasha. That would actually be that actually be good. But I think I could see Sasha going up against Becky since technically Sasha is on Raw. I mean, but then again, it's a whole fucking wild card thing. So who really gives a fuck, right? We don't even they, know they could, anymore. They could, they could say she's on Raw, but she could be challenging. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? At yeah. this point, I'm not even gonna try to explain it. Um, but yeah, bottom line is, I think it's time for those two to go as separate as possible, and time for Becky to move on. Becky's gonna retain. All right. Up next, we have Seth Rollins versus Barry Corby for the Universal Championship with a special guest referee to be announced okay this is what i wanted to talk to you about let's get it who do you think is going to be the special guest referee i i honestly don't know um they need something they definitely do um who do you think it's going to be i think it's too obvious that it's going to be uh lesnar so instead i think it might be paul Heyman. You think so? He said on Raw he's not going to do it. He promised. But Paul Heyman's a lot. Paul, you, you can't trust whatever Paul Heyman comes out of. That is true. You can't trust Paul Heyman. That is very true. I mean, Paul Heyman's a promoter. Like he's his his thing has been lying to people, and um, he's been doing a pretty good job at it for the past twenty plus years. So I don't trust much. I don't really trust whatever comes out of Heyman's mouth. So I, I he says he's not going to be there. He will definitely be there. And in fact, I think he might even be the special guest referee, and um, can you see Paul Heyman getting up and down to count the one, two, three? I could see him. I don't think he can move lazily well. <laughs> getting up and down, and him <laughs> not counting for Seth. And I think there might be some sort of shenanigans going on. Um, but bottom line is, I, I see Seth winning. And if Heyman's going to be there, then it's almost certain that Lesnar's going to be in the building as well and trying to cash in. I don't think he's going to cash in at this pay per view. Um, I don't think they paid him enough to show up on this B pay-per-view. Um, I don't see Lesnar being involved in this match at all. Um, if I could make a guess on who might be the special guest referee, I mean, Elias Elias would make sense. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it'd be, it could be one, any one of the people that Seth beat up with the chair this week because he was That's on a true. rampage, and, you know, maybe that fuels Vendetta. I could see Elias doing it because... What the fuck else does he have to or do? Or even EC3. EC3 would be another one, yeah. Um, up next, we have Kofi Kingston taking on oh, Dolph Ziggler. sorry, sorry. Byron didn't give his predictions at all. Oh, shit. You know what? I totally botched that. Uh, I have the list right here. Let me just pull it up. Um, so, Bailey versus Alexa Bliss. Um, he's actually going Nikki Cross on that one. Uh, Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. He is going. Um, he's going Roman Reigns because he loves. He loves Roman Reigns. Um, Seth Rollins and Barry Corby. He's actually going Baron Corbin on that one. Oh wow! Uh, which is a stretch. And he said the guest referee is going to be Goldberg. Wow. You know what? He he's been talking a lot about that in 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 our group chat uh, this past week. So yeah, I could I could see why he would pick that. Um, what about Becky and Lacey? Who did he pick? Oh, Becky versus Lacey Evans. He picked uh, Lacey Evans' hat is going to win the uh, the women's Not title. Lacey Evans herself, no, but the her hat, hat is going to pin Becky Lynch uh, for the win. Wow. Yeah, so. Uh, that would be interesting to see the bell around her hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll remember to add those in later on, um, going forward. Um, but let's get back to our list. Uh, we're running out of time here. Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler for the WWE championship inside of a steel cage. It should have been me. Who do you think it's going to be Dick? It shouldn't have been Ziggler because I'm going to go with Kofi on this one. I don't think it's – he's definitely not going to drop the belt to uh, Ziggler. Definitely not in a steel cage and definitely not against Dolph, so it's Kofi. Yeah, I think I think Kofi is going to win this again. I feel like Dolph Ziggler is more of a transitional um, opponent till they get another good solid feud going. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go Kofi Kingston on this as well. Up next, we have Samoe Joe, Joey Samoe. Versus Ricochet for the United States Championship. Oh, sorry. Um, Byron's pick. Byron, Byron is choosing Big E on this one. Wow. Big I, e I don't know how he's going to do that, but that's, I don't a, know either. that's a bold but move. Yeah, he picked Big E to win this match. Um, up next, Joey Samoe versus Ricochet for the United States title. And I think this would be a great time to get the title off of Joe and put it on Ricochet and really build him up. I'm going Ricochet on this one. I agree with you. Um, I, I Samoa Joe, as much as it was nice for him to have the belt, I don't think he needs the belt at the moment. It does more. I don't want to say more harm than good for him, but it does benefit more for Ricochet to have the U.S. belt on him. So I'm going to go with Ricochet on, on uh, this match as well. Love Joe. Um, however, um, you know, I think Ricochet could benefit a lot more. Absolutely. And then they can get a program going uh, for the belt as well. Um, but Byron, Byron, uh, Byron actually picked, uh, he's, he didn't say Samoa Joe. He said the Joe that's Samoan who is Roman Reigns. So he's going to, he's going double dipping on Roman Reigns. So Roman Reigns is going to win the U S belt and he's going to be Drew McIntyre. Wow. Yeah, that's same night. Yeah. Same night, dude. He, he said he's tired of them burying Roman Reigns, whatever that means. I, I don't know what he's talking about. Can you please, <laughs> yeah, hopefully he elaborates on it next week. Yeah. Next week for sure. Uh, up next, we have The New Day, Big E and Xavier Woods um, taking on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in a tag match. Um, I, I can't think of a match that I could go pee for other than this one. And that's a shame. because Just the way that they've been booking Kevin right. Owens and Sami Zayn. I, they're not a threat, I don't feel like, to Big E and Xavier. Uh, I feel like they're a joke at this point. They, they, they are an afterthought. And... Um, but you know what, though? Having said that, what though, though? Having said that, though, I'm going to go with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn on this one. I think they will get a win on this uh, on this match. It may not be a clean win, but I think they'll get a win nonetheless. Interesting. Um, I feel like they need something. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with you on that, too. I'm going to go Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn as well. Um, Byron actually picked the Lucha House Party to win this match. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, he's very big into the pinata thing that they do. Uh, so, yeah, Lucha House Party for the win on that tag match. Up next, we have a triple threat for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship on 205 Live featuring Tony Nese, Akira Tozawa, and Drew Gulak. I don't watch 205 Live, so I have no idea who's going to win this match. Uh, Tony Nese has had the title since WrestleMania uh, when he won it, and I believe Tozawa was a cruiserweight champ at one point. Right. Uh, Drew Gulak has been tearing it up in NXT, so I'm going to go Tony Nese on this one for the win. I don't see them taking the belt off Tony Nese anytime soon either, uh, so I'm going to go with Tony Nese as well. Yeah. Um, Byron actually is picking Johnny Gargano because uh, he thinks he's 205 live bound. 
You know what though? He he, he might what be onto something though because what a great way to debut Johnny Gargano than to have him win the two hundred five uh, belt. Right. That's that's actually he, he might be onto something <laughs> right there. Up next we have Dan O'Brien and Rowan versus my boys, Otis, Dojovic, and Tucker Knight. Heavy machinery, stakes and weights, going one on one for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. The Planets Tag Team Championship. The Planets Tag Team Championship. I feel like they they should have really leaned into the stakes and weights versus the vegans. That would have been a great angle right there. They didn't even address that once, and I feel like that was the crux of this whole thing. Do you think they're going to even address it at all on the pay per view? I feel like they, it's right there. Why not? It's you know? it's right then and there, dude. Like they could have, they could have easily had promo saying like, "You here, you are talking about the planet, and I'm trying to enjoy a steak." You know, something along those lines. That would have been great. Have Otis and Tucker eating a steak backstage, and then yeah. Daniel Bryan come up and like, thumbing his nose at them, be like, "You guys are savages," and then start a brawl backstage that way. Do something other Ab- than have them absolutely. beat up the B team. Um, Keep in mind, this is going to be this, this event's going to be in Tacoma, Washington, so it's not too far from uh, Daniel Bryan's hometown. Ooh, and you know so this is a very yes. And uh, what do you got, Dick? Well, I don't see them taking the belt off of Daniel Bryan and Rowan anytime soon. No, you know what? Let me. You know what? I, I take that back. I take that back. They are in their hometown. I. I just said it like a few few seconds ago. And you know what they do with those who are in their hometown with the championship belt? They tend to not walk out with it. So I would say heavy machinery, but if that's they're going to do that, they're going to get booed out of the building. If heavy machinery wins the belts? Yes. I don't think so. I think people like the heavy machinery. Um, that's why I can see them actually unifying the Yolo County Tag Team Champions with the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champions, and I think I've, I'm gonna go. Well, I'm gonna go with my boys. They were nice enough to take a picture with me. Right, Otis and Tucker winning the tag team titles. Um, you know they they did great in NXT. I don't know what they've been doing with them lately. I feel like this this uh, this program really hasn't been set up too well. Um, but it, it hasn't actually. I didn't even know. I I had to double check before I started talking to them about it. Um, because I I totally forgot, but I think Tucker and Otis are going to win the tag team titles, and I think that this is going to get um, maybe Dan O'Brien back into a sing- the singles picture. Just have Rowan as a muscle; he doesn't need to be uh, a tag team champion Absolutely. with him. They can just have him be the heavy, backing up Brian, and have him go back, have him fight Kofi. I think I think him and Kofi could have a great program. Because they can still go back to that rivalry. I mean, it's it's been about a couple months since they wrestled at WrestleMania. So th- right now would be a perfect opportunity with that. I agree with you. And, um, oh, Byron, we didn't get Byron's pick for the triple threat match for the Cruiserweight Championship, did we? Oh, no. He he actually um, he said a draw. He a said draw. No, no one wins that match. Okay. Um, actually, um, the he's, he actually wrote down Cruiserweight Championship bye-bye, whatever that means. You know what? Now that you mention it, he did write it in a weird way because he spelled the B backwards. <laughs> like I don't know, I, he went. I don't know what's up with him, but he's out there. He's definitely out there. Definitely dude. out there. Yeah. Um, and for this match, um, he is gonna go with um, Bray Wyatt and uh, Luke Harper, who's not even with the company anymore. Wow. So Bray Wyatt's gonna debut on sma- uh, on the. The event after all these weeks of buildup for yeah. the Firefly Funhouse, what better way to bring him back than tag team championship gold? That's what he says, and I, I don't, I don't agree with it. But 
You know, I think he also mentioned something about like the White family reuniting as well, with Rowan turning on Dan O'Brien. He mentioned something like that earlier yep. uh, today. So, I, you know, he might be onto something. Good on that, Byron. I mean, bold picks, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that way. But uh, bold picks for you, my friend. Bold, bold guy right there. Um. So, uh, you got anything else, Dick? Um. No, that's a. I mean, I got nothing else, man. I mean, um. Just uh, the stopping grounds is this Sunday. Let's see if our predictions come true. I mean, we'll see. I, this I'm not really excited for this pay per view. You didn't even know it was this weekend. I didn't even know it was this weekend um, either. But we'll see. You know, it could be a good show. Usually, the shows that we think aren't going to be great usually end up being pretty good. Uh, so we'll see. What are you guys' picks? Let us know. Hit us up on our social medias. Put me over podcasts on all social media. Uh, thank you so much for listening, downloading, subscribing, telling your friends, telling your friends' neighbors. We are the new, 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 new World Order Professional Podcasting, and we will see you next week.